So I, uh, I had a weird day today. I've had a weird few days. I ended up seeing an old friend that I haven't seen in years, over a decade. Met his wife, met his daughter, who I'd met a long time ago, and his son and his stepson. All really nice people. Uh, My friend is somebody that I go back with, and we share a lot of, like, interesting times and, like, fun, rebellious teenage, you know, 15, 16, 17, probably, uh, that age around that time, and, uh, he was like a brother to me back then, and he asked me to come hang out with him again tomorrow, he's visiting from out of town, and, uh, with his family, and he, he said, man, you, f- you fucked up, <laughs> you're a part of the family now, and I, I felt, you know, great to hear that. I felt, uh, myself, I felt great, you know, when he said that, and I ended up, uh, you know, I just took notice, you know, when he did say that, I was like, that's cool, you know, there's only ever been two people that I can not talk to for so long, and then when we do start talking, it's almost like as if nothing changed, no time has passed at all, and it's, Steve's one of them, and another friend of mine, uh, his name is Jonathan, and, uh, those two guys, I'm telling you, uh, real deep bond there. But I ended up telling Steve that I wanted to quit my job. And I said, you know, I'm probably going to play hooky tomorrow. I'm just going to quit my job like I've been wanting to. And that's where ultimately we're going to go. But he was saying, quit, yeah, man, just quit, just quit, quit. And his wife, her fiance, was saying something like, oh, don't listen to him. He's such a bad influence. And I kind of just laughed and shrugged it off, and I walked out. I said, all right, I'll see you guys. And he said, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. And, you know, I don't know if that just planted a seed or whatever, but I, I've, I mean, not... Uh, not not to say that I haven't thought about it before because that's where I guess where I'm going with this whole thing because uh, the fact that I said that and kind of glanced over it, right? I want to quit my job. Why? You know, steady form of income. Uh, yeah, I have to deal with shitty people, but it's not something that I can do and keep my sanity. It's... It takes a special type of person to do this day in, day out. You've got to have no emotions. You've got to almost be like a sociopath in some way, shape, or form, you know, because uh, you're getting yelled at constantly, getting blamed for things. You're getting, you know, assumptions thrown in your face. And, and it's so funny for your, your bosses who've been on the phone for a few days or weeks to say, Oh, just don't take it personal, you know, it's fine, it's it's all business, don't take it personal, treat them like they're kids, but it's hard, because they're not kids, they're adults, they're grown-ass fucking adults, and they fucking treat you as if you were a slave, Uh, that's probably the worst thing I could come up with, you know, they treat you like as if you were a slave, you know, 
they demand things of you. They don't want to give you anything. They, they, I mean, they, they act like children because they shut down and they, they don't want to say anything. Can you repeat that again? Then they go super slow or super fast or they sigh and like growl and groan and moan. And it's like, well, what the fuck did you call me for? Why are you going to get upset at the person who's trying to help you? Obviously, especially if somebody's in your house besides you, that means that nobody gives a shit enough about you to help you in your stupid ass fucking problem in that house. So you've got to call somebody, me, to help you. And right when you get on the phone, right off the bat, you start fucking cunting out and it's not cool. I just can't take it. So I felt like I wanted to quit. I've been feeling this way for a long time. So I guess that's part one of why I'm talking about this tonight. Ultimately, I don't know if I'm going to quit. It's 3.30 a.m. So I'm supposed to be at work at 11 and I can't sleep thinking about what could be. I think I'm at a major fucking turning point in my life right now where I've got to make a choice. And that choice is either to continue down this path of like destruction because that's what I feel like. Like this fucking job is going to just kill me. Slowly, but kill me. Because I'm not getting anything out of it. You know, I've tried my hardest at this job. I've, I've given them everything I can for a company. And I've, you know... I remember I was nominated for an award and I wasn't there at the award ceremony. The award was because I was uh, at a hundred percent reliability, meaning my attendance was at a hundred percent. Didn't miss a day. Didn't wasn't late a minute. So I did great for a long time. So much. So I got an award and I also got best, you know, top agent on the site. I got an award for that as well. And for some reason, I didn't get the uh, schedule I wanted. Some reason, I didn't get the position that I thought I was going to get. I guess I was missing two specific attributes that I will not mention right now. Because it seems like only those two attributes were kind of put in the calculator when it came up to make their decision. When it came time to make their their decision as to who they were going to promote and, you know, who they were going to put where and what schedule they were going to give to who and what. I just didn't have two very specific characteristics about me, myself, my personality that warranted any kind of any respect, I guess. So I'm an outsider at work. And they make it known. My manager, Tom, doesn't like me. He's he's made that quite evident on multiple occasions. He's not even my manager. He's my boss's, my supervisor, my coach's manager. Story number one with Tom. Here we go. One day, I'm taking a shit at work. I was on a break. I worked 
four tens. So I get a break every two hours and a lunch. So I get five breaks total, four breaks and a lunch, right? I think this is my third break in the day after my lunch. And I decided, not decided. I mean, I just had to take shit. So I went and took a shit. I never do that at work. It's just a rare day. So I'm sitting down in the stall, the handicap stall. Nobody's in the bathroom but me. I'm on my phone, kind of bullshitting. Well, no pun intended. Just kind of messing around on my phone. I think I want Instagram or something or Pinterest. And I end up hearing somebody come in. I look over and I see who it is. I know instantly who it is. It's the tallest motherfucker in the office. He's like six seven, six eight, or something like that. He ends up walking in nonchalantly right up to the door to the stall that I'm in, the handicap stall. He ends up pulling on the handle and nothing happens. It stays closed. It's locked because I locked it. He pulls it again. No luck. He decides to pull it a third time and shake it. Nothing. So tell me why then at this point did he decide to look over the stall wall. Down on me in my outhanging crotch and then directly into my eyes. I caught eyes with this motherfucker. It was creepy. I was without words for about 20 seconds and I was just a standing question and I didn't understand why what had happened just happened he looked caught eyes that I think disturbed him and he ended up moving on to the other stall sat down whistled loud while he proceeded to do his thing and I was again stuck frozen on stupid so he got up and left and then I got up and left when I walked outside, my my coach Roy asks me, where were you? I tell him, well, if you must know, I was in the restroom. And he said, all right, that's enough. I don't need to know anymore. I said, no, 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 no. Since you asked, let me tell you what just happened. Now, mind you, I wasn't telling him because I was complaining and saying I would like to file a a formal complaint against this employee because he was caught glancing at me over the stall division door or whatever I'm I'm just telling him because like it's kind of creepy and I'm like this motherfucker is a little suspect anyway he Roy Roy's sitting there and and I'm telling him like look because you asked this is what I'm going to tell you so I I, I proceed to tell him what happened what I just told you And Roy's face slowly turns from, like, a smile of, like, what is this story you're going to tell me, to a look of concern, like, as if I told him I'd, like, been physically assaulted or something like that, you know, groped on the bus, and he was genuinely disturbed, he told me that this person was suspect for a long time by a lot of different people considered very suspect. And this, this action, you know, kind of pardon the 
expression again kind of backdoor you know proves it like that, that shit is a little weird for him to do that i understand you're six seven but why would you look over the stall right anyway I end up uh, telling Roy this, and he gets disturbed, seriously disturbed, and he uh, sees Tom, the one who doesn't like me, his boss, and he flags him down and says, Tom, come here, please, I need to talk to you about something, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, come on, Roy, why, what are you doing, and I knew this wasn't going to be good, but I just kind of let it unfold, and I say let it unfold when it really wasn't my decision, I ended up sitting there as Roy told Tom exactly what I had just told him and Roy then ends it with so sorry about that I'm outside so Roy ends it with so what are we going to do about this and Tom picks up his head looks over at me kind of gives me a sideways smirk and says well you can get over it Everybody around there who heard that starts to laugh. And he walks away proud with his chest puffed out. Happy. Later on, he did apologize because uh, I reported him. I said, if I was a lady, if I was a female employee, and I reported that same thing to him. And he said that same thing to a female. It would be a different story. Number two. Story number two. Over the weekend, our place of employment gives us hot dogs and chips and cookies. Depending on the day, you'll get chips, maybe cookies, or cookies, maybe chips, hot dogs, maybe They serve hot dogs that are both beef and pork. Uh, The beef goes very fit, very quickly. Um, I'm trying to stay away from pork because of the things that I've heard about it lately and stuff that I've seen has kind of disturbed me. Uh, It's very hard because, you know, certain cuts of pork I just can't bear to be without. But anyway, I digress. Um, uh, Anyway, I like beef hot dogs better than the pork ones anyway. So, whatever. They give us hot dogs. I walk outside on one of my breaks. And, or not outside. Yeah, well, that, they were barbecuing the hot dogs. I walk outside one of my breaks, and Roy just happens to be the one manning the station. And I ask him, hey, so what kind of hot dogs are these that are done? He said, they're all pork. And I said, oh, no beef? He said, no, ran out of beef. They're going to get more. Just give, us, give it a few minutes. Actually, you know what I remember? No, I'm sorry. I remember now. He didn't say that. He said we ran out of just just the fact that just straight up they ran out of beef hot dogs. And all they had was pork. And um, I said, oh, man, that's all right. Well, that's fine. I'll just pass it up. And Roy says, I go and I look. There's no more chips or no more cookies left. There's only two bags of chips, one bag of Funyuns in the whole box. And then a bunch of Lay's, plain Lay's potato chips. So I grabbed both the Funyuns and the Lay's. Because, I don't know, I just felt like, eh, whatever, I'll take what I can. It's the last one. I'm not a big fan of Funyuns. I'm not really a big fan of Lay's. But I was hungry and I needed something and I just took it. 
So as I'm walking back to my desk from getting a hot dog or whatever. Oh, mind you, Roy suggested that I take the two bags. Because I was looking at the Funyuns, I was looking at the Lay's, not really wanting me either. Because it's a hard decision to make between two things you don't really care about much. So, again, it was tough. I finally decided I was just going to go with one of each. After he had said, just take one of each. (laughs) And I did. So, at that point... I walk back to my desk and Tom is standing there and he walks out of his office and he says, oh, looks like Ali is one of those guys, huh? And I kind of turn around and I said, well, what? He says, I said, it looks like Ali's one of those guys on the floor in front of all of my coworkers, my colleagues. They're on the phone. And he's saying this about me. Granted, he's saying it to my face, but he's fucking saying it in front of a fucking crowd of people that I work with. And he proceeds to say, Ali's one of those guys, huh? Take two when you say only take one? How come he's special? I guess he doesn't listen to the rules. And Roy just happened to be following me back to the seating area. And he said, well, no, no, I told him he can have two because there were no more hot dogs. Again, Tom showing me his true colors, how he feels about me. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, just he doesn't like me. He's looking for something to pin on me. He's like, I'm like, I know you're a bad dude, so let me find something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it's a tough place to be when the people that are kind of in charge of where you go in this company don't like you and they're verbally like open openly like verbal about it like they'll say it they, they've they've told not just they've not just said it you know or told random people they've told people that i talk to people that have talked to me that that have proven that to be the fact to be the case they don't like me so yeah anyway all of that being said those two stories you know i i i'm having a tough time at work and i ended up uh sorry so uh, let me recap um been having a tough time at work saw a friend told him i needed to go to work the next day told him i might play hooky and call out and i said i might actually quit because i can't stand my job and he kind of pushed me and egged me along just to actually do it. I have been thinking about it for a while because of those stories that I just told you. And I ended up seriously considering just not going into work anymore. I hate the way this job makes me feel. Love of my life hates the way this job makes me act and feel. She's been begging me to quit for a while. She's been begging me to do a lot of things for a while. She'll probably do it. That's what I was thinking. That's what I've been thinking. I was sitting 
my car, thinking about what I should do. And I decided that I was just going to leave it up to the universe, I guess, right? So I said to myself, all right, let's get on the phone. Let's get on YouTube. You've been listening to a lot of motivational things. Maybe you can listen to some random thing that might help you out. Something that might give you some sort of direction, might start you in a direction, might put you on a path to a direction, to a place that you can probably be happy with the outcome. I opened up YouTube and the first video on there is a video entitled Risk. Have you ever fucking asked for a sign and it just like slaps you right in the face? That was the universe slapping me in the face telling me, quit your fucking job. You want a sign? Here's a sign. It's a video. You cleared everything out of your history. You went to this video and all of a sudden, bam, risk. By one of your favorite motivational speakers, Les Brown. Are you going to question my methods now? Or are you just going to do it? That's where I'm at. I feel as if life, my life, the universe is telling me those things. Just get up and fucking do it. Just go. Just do it. Why wait? I don't know. Scary thought. That's why I come to you. And tell you these things. Right now I'm just kind of talking. No thinking really involved. I'm just going through emotions at this time. This point. Hopefully. Yeah. Thanks for listening.